0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Hayden, Alabama podcast. I'm Philip. I'm Brad. So today our title is, Coaching to Win. We're gonna outline four problems that we've got, four major problems that we see as coaches, and we hope to help you work through them. So Brad here, coaches football, coaches the track team. So he not only has male athletes that he coaches, but he also has co-ed athletes on the track team. And then I'm just a softball guy so i only have the female athletes so that's where the experience will be coming from and then brad
1: you just got back from where we just got back from the state track meet down in gulf shores so we're gonna to get to hear something about that yeah um we had some highs and some lows but overall
0: good season then we have hayden high school softball team some great news for them right so you hang in there that's our episode today so we'll go ahead and take it
1: from the top so brad Give us our first coaching point, all right, so we want to address each of these as the problem first, yeah, coaching problems that you might encounter four major problems so number one uh the problem is my kid's result or my athlete's results are not equal to my expectations. Mm. they're not performing the way that I think they're capable of, so what do we do about that? I think that's every that's probably every coach that's ever had an athlete, yes first of all i think we have to understand who we're dealing with we're dealing with kids we're looking at the problem and we think that we're holding the solution also but we also are looking at the problem as an adult with an experience we also have to remember that these kids they're not going to peak at ages 8 to 14 or older that they still have developing minds there's still and bodies. yes, they're, they're figuring out life. They're figuring out, you know, what their hobbies are, what their interests are. They don't even, they're not even setting their personalities yet. Mm-hmm. So they're not always going to perform at the highest level to meet our expectations. Yeah. And that's when we get upset in
0: life, whether you're driving down interstate 65 or whatever, you're upset because your expectation wasn't met.
1: That's right. We live in that instant gratification. Yeah. So do you have an
0: example from your coaching career where a kid, May have not been performing well, but continue to persevere. Uh,
1: I've got a dozen, but to me the the biggest impact um, was a kid who who played junior high football for us. And around seventh, eighth grade, you know, he was just very much – he seemed very average at best. Uh, Just kind of standing on the sideline during practice, chewing on his mouthpiece. But the kid, he stuck around. He was coachable when he left middle school football. Mm -hmm. He uh, got into the weight room, bought into it, understood what could be accomplished there. By his senior year, this kid who was a junior high player was not made much of an impact on the team or the outcome of the games. He was on probably the best 5A football team that Hayden has produced since I've been at Hayden just a couple of plays away from making the third round of the playoffs. So they were in the second round, got beat out by Gunnersville at home. Uh, the kid made All-State linebacker that year in 5A. So the same kid that was on the sideline, not getting any playing time in junior high, right. turns out to be... One of the best, and the, the sports riders in Alabama, they looked at him and looked at his performance and said, he's one of the best.
0: It's just a good word for any coach. Right. Don't give up, don't give up on the kid because you, you just never know, like you said, and you're going back to developmental right.
1: good, timing. Good word for the kids, too, just because your Absolutely. number hasn't been called yet doesn't mean that you cannot turn yourself into a player that will be called on.
0: Give me another problem,
1: All right, Coach. It all has to do with coachability, and that's just a broad spectrum. Coachability means uh, you were able to receive instruction, respond to it uh, in a respectful way, Uh, And and don't receive it as belittlement. We could name this as as any problem, but we're going to just narrow it down to my so-and-so said, my mama said, my daddy said, my hitting coach said. And this is saying to you. Yes. This is the kid responding
0: this to the coach. Right.
1: And and this is when you have, you've seen their technique, you've seen their form, and, and you've seen an issue that's not conducive to what you're trying to produce as a coach the technique that they're using they may win the day with it because there's a lack of experience around them but (laughs) but then but then later on them not being able to adjust and 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 develop their game or their um or their craft other kids are going to grow and man one day that's going to you know it's going to catch up with them
0: that form that worked because maybe they were more developmentally mature that's right it worked then because they were just bigger. That's, that's exactly right. what happened to me. I'm going to give you a life example. I think it's fourth grade, fifth grade. I don't know what that's called anymore, football. I was bigger than the other kids. And so what I would do every time I was playing uh, defensive end, and what I would do every time is I would grab their jersey and I would just throw them down. I went around the outside every single time because I knew I could do it. I knew I could get in the backfield. The coach kept telling me, You've got to go straight up because you don't know where the player's going to go. What yeah. if he goes to the left and you're always going right? You're going to miss him. I wouldn't listen.
1: Point in case later on in the game, a well coached quarterback reads you come crashing down, running, veer. I'm going to give because he's crashing out. I got an open alley between the tackles. So, but as a young
0: kid, what was I thinking?
1: Right. This works.
0: I don't care what you're saying, coach. This works every time. That's right. Because I'd gotten a few sacks. I'd made some tackles on those sweeps that go outside. And so as a player, you've got to realize you don't know the bigger picture, especially a young player. You don't know the bigger picture. You've got to listen to your coach. As a parent, you've got to reinforce your coach that's trying to give that great information to your kid. But You're as right. a coach, what do you do? What do you do with me in that situation as a coach?
1: Sometimes if someone is a freak of nature – like I've heard of baseball players—that's more in your avenue—if they have an unorthodox, ugly swing, but they're cranking it 425 feet, God bless you. Don't don't <laughs> you touch just keep, it. Keep doing your thing, yeah. Boy. <laughs> but then there's sometimes you know if a kid goes out there and he holds it upside down by the barrel of the bat and he's trying to belt one over with the handle, yeah, you have no choice but to intervene. One thing that
0: I've done is given
1: the why. Show mm-hmm.
0: them the negative consequence, not in a rude way. Just walk them through it. I hear what you're saying. That is a great technique for getting a sweep. It's a horrible technique for any 22 dive, 24 dive. Mm-hmm. You're going to be out of the play every time. Squeeze never, and contain. I never saw Squeeze that, and contain. But explain it out. Here is wh- exactly why I'm right. telling you to do that. And maybe you can break through like that.
1: Right. Everything has to have a why, and the kids have to understand everything has a purpose.
0: And I'm a, and this speaks really to me because I'm a why guy. I like mm-hmm. to know the why behind everything because, simple fact, if you can tell me the why and the why makes sense, I'm on board.
1: Right. Old school coaching, you can get into that. Like uh, Sometimes coaches can have their pride hurt. Uh, I have learned things from my kids before. Kids have brought things to my attention that I missed. Mm-hmm. Uh, be approachable. It seems like you can always read the kids' intention. Yeah. And, and and good coaches, I think they will welcome player input. They will welcome communication. I've had to go back and apologize to kids also. Absolutely. Um, if you've never had, you probably should have. One of my, the kids that I love the most that I just were about to graduate, I wrongly stepped on her toes recently, and I had to humble myself and, and go and apologize to her. But, but uh, at the end of the day, I think they realize that we're human, just like we as coaches should realize that our kids are human. And they're not going to be perfect.
0: Was it Thomas Jefferson that said, "If you are going to eat crow, eat it when it's young and tender"? Right. That's a good
1: one. <laughs> I tell you something else. We need to remember as coaches, we need to do what me and you did. We went. We had the luxury of sitting down and watching me and you play against each other. Mm-hmm. The last time Warrior and Hayden ever played football, Old but I don't. Warrior. I don't know about you. I'm not as good as I thought I was. Whoa. Like I thought that I did okay. Wow. I played like trash that game. I saw at least ten things that I did in that game that I get on the kids for doing now. Here's a little
0: lesson I learned this last Friday night. Coach's game down at Traditions Park. So I'm a coach. I'm not used to feeling the pressure of the player. We forget Mm -hmm. about that, coaches. We forget about the pressure the players are under when they step on the field. But now I'm the person stepping on the field. I'm not used to doing that because I'm not used to practicing, you know. So it's more pressure. My middle daughter, I have been really coming down on her – here recently about popping up she's dropping her back shoulder popping the ball up well guess what dad did second swing in the game dad drops his shoulder I pop one up right to shortstop and guess all I guess what I could think about guess what I'm thinking about is I'm trotting to first base knowing that shortstop's gonna catch mm-hmm. the ball I remembered yeah. all the railing that I've been doing as a coach hey sometimes you're gonna mess up too speaking of class that brings us to the third problem.
1: It's player behaviors, what they're displaying now in the arena of competition. And these are negative behaviors that I'm going to go over, such as you know, violence in the game, not, not keeping your emotions in check. Other things like taunting, put a dunk on somebody, go celebrate with your teammates. Don't stand over them and, and flex over them. A profanity, just overall talking trash any type of unsportsmanlike conduct. If you're a coach out there and you have one of those players, what what do they do
0: if this is a behavior they're trying to curb?
1: As a coach, I believe that you have to set the standard for playing with class and then hold them accountable to that standard because you're the face of the program. starts with the coach. That's right. It starts at the top. If you make an example out of a kid and the kids learn from that example, then that's going to curb – whatever behaviors they were bound to repeat. If you look at Exhibit A equals Punishment A. Equals not playing the next game. That's right. Whatever it takes to get their attention.
0: What if the players are seeing that from the coaches?
1: Then you have a, a
0: culture of that. And so that would be starting at the very top. So if you have a coach who maybe has some language, you have a coach who... Doesn't show sportsmanship That's before right. the game, during the game, after the game. What? How can you
1: expect the players to do well? They will do as you do, not as you say do. Mm-hmm. They will follow the example that you set. Mm-hmm. And this goes beyond the playing field. If if you just, you know, try to instill that that moral, you know, good character. Uh, this is bigger than the game. Mm-hmm. This is about life. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we've talked about this stat before in, in most sports, 95% of people go home after high school graduation, never play again, Yeah. but the life lessons that you learn, uh, from competitive sports, um, working together for a, a common goal, um, you know, facing hard situations, becoming resilient, you know, those, those things carry on into life. All right. So the fourth thing
0: I want to talk about is a problem that I've noticed recently again, I'm coaching 12, 11, 10-year-old girls in Mm -hmm. softball. Something goes wrong. Ground balls hit to third base. Ground balls hit to shortstop second base, and they boot it. You know, it hits off the heel, whatever. And immediately what I see is this. The shoulders slump, the head goes down. Now here's the problem. When that happens, if you don't coach them past that moment, guess what the next moment's going to be? another mess up and another mm-hmm. mess up. A sermon that I've been preaching on the field is let that moment live where it's supposed to in the past and let's have a new moment. Here's the why. I said, if you continue to live in the past, in that moment of mess up, it's almost guaranteed. Your confidence is gone. So your next moment is going to be horrible too. That's a life lesson.
1: I, I love the lesson about the comparing the size of the rear view mirror to the windshield that that's why the rear view mirror is so much smaller than the windshield what's the what's in the past is behind you yeah such a small piece of what's in front of you is looking back let let the past be the past learn from it that windshield is it's all about what's ahead of you yeah front left right whatever focus on that focus on what's ahead so as a coach for
0: me what i've been trying to do is coach the moment Let's say that they missed the ground ball because they didn't have the glove on the ground. A mm-hmm. common mistake. Coach the moment. Yeah. That that bad result was caused by this. Mm-hmm. Move on. And Let's not keep bringing it up and bringing it
1: up and bringing it up. Just move on. This comes with maturity also. You may not see it a whole lot at the, the younger ages, but you hope that you've got that field general, that leader on the field that sees that and recognizes that and comes on pats them on the back, picks their head up. Like uh, There's a great video from a college basketball game uh, of a guy just being a great teammate. Kid's got his head in a slump. He's down. He's just made a bad mistake. Guy comes beside him physically, he puts his hand under his jaw, lifts him up, says, mm. get your head up. It's a good word. And yeah. coaches, we play a big part in that. I, I'm
0: guilty often of sometimes harping too much on the moment, but it's it's coach the moment, move on. That's right. Because especially if you're out there and you coach young young ladies and they are emotional players, if they're up, they're up. If they're down, they're down. And keeping them down, it will not result.
1: It will not be a good result. Yeah. i tell you what, man, uh, sometimes the kids pick the coach up too. You know, yeah. kids, kids see our frustrations. I had a very difficult fall. Some of the kids saw that. And, you know, the encouragement from the parents mm-hmm. um, and some of the kids on the team – that we depended on that's the stuff that sticks with you rather than the the bad mark and the the record and the wins and loss column
0: well that's coaching to win we identified four problems and hopefully gave some solution from experience there maybe that'll help you you can apply that to your coaching career maybe that'll help you with your next win if not maybe it'll make your next loss a little softer because you're not going to win them all all right brad i need you to take me to gulf shores take me down to the state
1: track meet and tell me what happened uh, overall, uh, our kids performed pretty well. Uh, we had three kids that finished in the top five in the state. Uh, mm-hmm. Lynette St. John, she finished again. She had a little hiccup at the end. Um, that, that's going to be her her final race is going to be overcoming and, and being resilient. She had a little heartbreaking moment. Uh, she was in competition for the state championship in the 300 hurdles again, trying to be back-to-back. Uh, seventh hurdle gave her a little trouble. She clipped it man stumbled rolled but just because of the kind of kid and the kind of grit that she has that has made her a next level athlete and that's why she's going on to compete in college out in Colorado next year gets up fights back for fourth place still falling that's right she's she's tough she's got heart got grit everyone knows we're, we're just as proud of her with her finish the way she finished as if she would have won it. Uh heartbreaking, gut-wrenching to see that for your kid. Over, overall, she had a a good good track meet. Uh she made it to the finals in the javelin, uh made it to the finals in the 100 hurdles and became, you know, even with a uh, a slip up, uh a top 4 hurdler in the state. Uh remarkable career for her. Awesome. Uh we had a young man Ashton Hicks. Um he finished uh 4th in the state in javelin and also we had uh, Mallory Dial. She qualified in three different jumps. She got uh, fifth place overall in the long jump. She awesome. made finals, which is top nine in triple jump. We had two more kids that got the wild card spot. It was Tanner Vadozia. He uh, he got in on the 110 hurdles, and also a young man named Ashton Bunn. uh, want to mention him for two things. He qualified in the 400-meter run, and he also set a Hayden High School record in the 400-meter dash. Good for you. So... Yeah, good good job from all of our state qualifiers. And then we have some great news
0: from Hayden High School Softball. Tell us about that.
1: Right. Um our girls, uh, they were playing in the, the area tournament, mm-hmm. which uh is the last step before going on to regionals. Uh you have to be area champion or area runner up our girls secured the area runner up position mm-hmm. so that means they will be going on uh, to regionals up in Florence but they're going to be uh, looking to move on and make it to state again hopefully defend that title good luck ladies speaking of softball don't you have something to to plug there possibly
0: yeah i wanted to let you guys know if you're a softball coach out there since we was talking about coaching earlier i just bought my girls I got tired of chasing the softballs all over the yard, so I bought a hitting net, a Zealous hitting net, and did a review on it. I really like it, good value, so I was just going to let you guys know. I put that in the the show notes. So if you're looking for a softball net for a good value, it comes with a T and a carrying bag. It took me all of three minutes to put it together, and we were hitting. So anyway... Can't if, beat you, that. if that's interesting, if you've been looking for one of those, you might want to check the link out. To the It takes you straight to Amazon. Ready for some humor? I'm ready for some humor. Right. Dad jokes. So let's just get to it again. The goal is, if you haven't watched any of the other ones, is we're going to try not to smile or laugh during the whole time. We don't know what the jokes are. So here we go.
1: Brad, you want to How about one set of three? Three reps. Three rep max right here.
0: I decided to link all my wristwatches together and make a belt. It was a real
1: waste of time. <laughs> What do lawyers wear to court? Lawsuits. If Whole Foods sells sliced apples, is it false advertising? What do elves learn in school? The alphabet. The cashier asked me if I would like my
0: milk in the bag. I said, no, just leave it in the carton.
1: Pour it on that biscuit, honey. (laughs) Yeah, put in that cereal right there. (laughs) Straight face on this one. Biblical. Oh, I'll help you out. All right. Where was King David's temple located? Near his forehead?
0: <laughs> I truly was trying to think through biblical maps and knowledge. I was thinking, well, I don't know. Curveball. And then I got one last one. Sorry. I got to no, go this. ahead. Why did the invisible man turn down the job offer?
1: Because he voted for a living. He couldn't see himself doing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was our dad jokes. You like that little political smear there? Yeah. You, I like to no, always. You
0: went we not talked about the ballots in a while. No. They, they have really been lacking. They've been missing. Well, well sports has kind of
1: consumed us here really lately. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm missing. Nice. Nah. Yeah, they've been missing.
0: Good one. We appreciate you guys. We've got a couple of great weeks lined up. We hope you'll join us back. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, boop. Hit the button. Give us a like. We appreciate y'all. We'll see you next week. See ya.